Hey there, and welcome to day 58 of Don't Forget Your Worth, the podcast with matching YouTube channel titled Just the Same. I'm Andrea, super tired, tail end of moving today, and that's why I'm being a little bit quiet, is that um, this whole place echoes. It's practically empty now, <laughs> and uh, we've just been moving furniture uh, most of the day, which you guys know that was kind of a story in itself. I am so thankful a friend of mine reached out and had uh, two guys that could cover just like that. They're like, oh my gosh, we'll be there in 20 minutes. You've got to be kidding me. So I was so, so super thankful. Um, this is kind of an intense piece, but I think with things going on around us and in the world, it probably is timely. Um, it's called Pollyanna Punches Back. And so it begins. She was all of a sudden missing from class. The calls, all unanswered. Each week, I would think would be, quote, the week. She would just walk right through my classroom door. She had come to class each week at age 12, looking almost eight. She was petite, with long, golden, perfect ringlets, a milky complexion flushed by cold air alone, and always wore pure white tights with black patent shoes and a dress. Always. She was darling on the runway. Simply little red, little red riding hood, darling. Students were all asking where she was. We were all missing her. Andrea, her parents will be in after session today. Will you be able to stay? Of course, I said. My Pollyanna world got rocked that day. The parents, Mormon and Faith, knew that they shouldn't and couldn't avoid the pain and shame of their secrecy any longer. They sat in front of us, closed door, both pale, both huddled together, chairs and knees both touching. Her father, planning to speak as the only man in the small office, he burst out in tears and sobbing at the very onset of the words, she is pregnant, sobbing in complete brokenness because her uncle, my brother, sobbing in complete humiliation, sexually molested her. She was 12. I have never seen a man more broken, crumbled, wrecked, and wilted as that man in that small gray lit room that crushing day. You would think the terrible offense had happened to him. It had happened to him. It happened to the whole extended family and wrecked them for good. Not a one of them, including myself, would ever be the same. I was only 27. I had not been blessed with children yet and never again for granted, had never been molested. And I was changed forever in the mama that I was going to be. My children and their children and their children and their children will be and are educated and protected and vocal against such an offense. Christian music artist Amy Grant wrote, I see her as a little girl hiding in her room. She takes another bath and she sprays her mama's perfume to try to wipe away the scent he left behind, but it haunts her mind. You see, she's a little rag, nothing more than just a waif, and he's mopping up his need and she is tired and afraid. Maybe she'll find a way through those awful years to disappear. 
Ask me if I think that there's a God up in the heaven and where did he go in the middle of her shame? Ask me if I think there's a God up in the heavens. I see no mercy and no one down here is naming names. Nobody's naming names. The song continues. Now she's looking in the mirror at a lovely woman face, no more frightened little girl, like she's gone without a trace. Still, she leaves the light burning in the hall. It's hard to sleep at all. Still, she crawls up in her bed, acting quiet as a mouse. Deep inside, she's listening for that creaking in the house. But no one's left to harm her. She's finally safe and sound. There's a peace she has found. And that is from Amy Grant. It's a song that she wrote called Ask Me. We know, Mama, you've only told us like a million times, little eyeballs rolling back in their heads. Good then, today will be a million and one. <laughs> Parents do not let up. Non-parents listen up. The word still needs to get around. We must educate our children, our grandchildren, and our friends' children to protect themselves from abuse and sexual abuse. Give them the verbiage, give them the words. By nature, we are so protective of our little girls, but listen, be even more protective of our boys and young men. Post vows, I have been dumping ground for the pain of two molested men, both molested as high school teenagers, not the small children we so naturally think of being manipulated as prey. Hurting people hurt people. Protect your boys. Protect your girls. You are God's precious one, a most favorite child. Nothing happens to you that doesn't happen to him. Jesus weeps. You may think that only you know if you have been sexually affected, or you may think that nobody knows that such an offense is happening in your home, or you may think that your children would know just what to say, but Jesus knows entirely, and he weeps. I want authentic freedom for you. Jesus wants authentic freedom from any strongholds for you. Please, please crawl up in Jesus' lap daily and let him comfort you in his word and his loving arms. Let him weep with you. I love you. And I know it, you guys, I know that is one intense little awkward piece even. I mean, it's just amazing how overly sexualized our culture is, and yet nobody talks about these things. Do you know what I mean? And so I think that that is why the Lord is just telling me, yep, be open, be generous, be, you know, um, be authentic and genuine with these stories and bring them up off of the paper. So I'm doing it. It's not easy. It's hard. Like I say, these stories, you you want to protect the people in them. But I will tell you what's interesting is the beautiful story outside of this. Um, they went on as a mother-daughter ministry against abortion, and they have one whole heck of a testimony, you can imagine, of course, she wouldn't have imagined her life any differently. Um, you know, the parents can't believe the grandchild uh, that they've been blessed with. Um, the tougher part of this, and I feel like I wrote it in this piece, so I must have written it in a different piece. 
is that one of the reasons why this was such a hard decision for this family as to what to do was because of the age that she was and the hormones um, and medication that she had to take to have her body carry this baby at 12. And she was teeny, you guys. She, like I say, she looked like she was eight. Um, there was a pretty good chance that she wouldn't be able to have additional children. Now, I don't know if that's the case, um, but uh, I just remember sitting with that family. Um, some of you don't know. I wrote a curriculum for young girls, and um, I have not taught it yet here in Colorado. I've been here for a year, and it's even very much part of the reason why I believe I'm here to bless out, you know, with this program. And so I'll tell you more once I'm not so tired and I have a quick minute, but I just wanted to put that in a reference point. That's why I was teaching in this classroom is because of this curriculum that I taught for young girls. And so don't worry, I'll tell you more, but I just have got to get to bed. <laughs> I've had one heck of a long week, long days, long weekend, everything. So I'll see y'all tomorrow. Have a great night.